Listen Up is a Widex original podcast. You just have to live with it. Will it ever go away? It's your own fault. It's the sound of my defeat. Imagine. A cure to make the sound of tinnitus go away. In this second episode, we're going to break the vicious circle. Spoiler alert, there's not a magic button to push or a pill to swallow. It's more... Mm, <laughs> well, uh, to put it, it was new, it was uh, very... It was considered, when I proposed this as a heresy, as something absolutely crazy, stupid, and not worth even considering. So let's start from how it happened. To understand how we treat tinnitus today, we have to travel back to the early 80s. Back when the Saab 900 Turbo was a hot car and Dolly Parton sang 9 to 5 on the radio. Well, my career starts in a little bit strange manner. My name is Paweł Jerzy Jastrebow. Pavel Yastrobov is the father and creator of one of the most used therapies, tinnitus retraining therapy, or TRT, as it's often referred to. I'm interested in discovering new things, and I'm particularly attracted through all my life in things which other people are considering impossible by definition. As his accent indicates, Dr. Pavel Yastrobov was born in Poland, where he, in the early 80s, took a degree in electronic engineering with electroacoustics as his specialty. And I was expected to work uh, in Polish TV uh, in Warsaw as a well, sort of mixer, sound engineer or so. But uh, since I always like to do things which are impossible, uh, when I was doing my master, work of my master's degree, I decided to enroll in physics in, at uh, Warsaw University uh, in biophysics, what now you'd be calling molecular biology. Pavel Yastrobov actually worked in two different departments at the university at the same time. And since it was not enough, uh, I'm afraid, I got accepted and enrolled enroll, into the Department of Neurophysiology at the Polish Academy of Sciences and start working on my PhD on auditory projection to cerebellum. With a master's degree in electronic engineering and another in biophysics and another in neuroscience, Pavel Yastrobov started to develop an interest in how the information processing by the brain is actually changing the brain what you today would call brain plasticity. At the same time, I'm looking at the brain from the point of view of so-called system neuroscientists. That means I look at the brain and uh, human being uh, from more holistic general approach. It is like looking at the forest as a forest, Amazon forest, for example, and not analyzing single tree or single branch or single cell in the bark of a tree. This is my general approach. In 2005, Pavel Yastrobov did it again. He got a master's in business from Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, where he lives today. So let's try to understand what Pavel created, the tinnitus retraining therapy, 
and why it's become so popular. In the 80s, Yastrebov was a true scientist working in the laboratory with animal models and basic science. He published his neurophysiological model of tinnitus, which later became the basis of TRT. And then he waited. And waited. If you, if you are proposing something which is against uh, idea which everybody has, which is established, you know, have a consensus, and somebody is trying to convince about something totally crazy, like in my case, saying that tinnitus is not in the inner ear, it is actually in the brain and in many structures of the brain, not just on one structure of the brain. For first five to eight years, you have a total silence. And waited. It's like if you are not existing. Five years later, scientists started to comment on the model, saying it was crazy. Remember, back then, it was not possible to brain scan patients to prove the model. There was no hard data. So what is 15 years, total 15 years, from the proposing something crazy, or something which is absolutely new and against establishment, so to speak. Uh, it takes about 15 years until this gets to the level that we are getting ignored, but the different le- uh, reason, because now everybody's doing this. So many things which are in the model uh, are actually now considered, like for example, avoid silence, um, are considered to be um, common knowledge and uh, automatically accepted. After 15 years, Yastrebov moved to the United States. And under the influence of Professor Clarence Sasaski, he took up practical science, or what is also known as clinical science, to prove his model. He convinced me that practical research, practical science, if you will, um, is at least as important as basic science. Before being under his influence, I was really very, well, pure scientist, so to speak, that means if something had practical uh, application, that means it was not science. Um, I'm sorry to say so, but it was my impression, uh, my belief. And once I start seeing that doing something which can help people uh, can be not only even more challenging, of doing so-called basic science. You know, for basic science, the science is good if you can publish it. In case of clinical science, well, it's good that you can do something which can help people, actually. Um, So discovering this, and once I started seeing patients, actually, in 1990, um, I discovered that what I was feeling but not realizing fully, that I like helping people. And it got extremely addicted, addictive. Even now, I'm Professor Emeritus of Otorangology Head and Neck Surgery at, University of, uh, at Emory University of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm still seeing patients, not because I have to, not because I have money from this, but I like seeing patient people getting better, being happy, and having their life restored. So that was the story of how Pavel Yastrebov created TRT. Now let's map out the therapy. To 
Tinnitus retraining therapy is a process of learning to cope with your tinnitus on a conscious and subconscious level. The therapy can be compared to the sound of raindrops falling on a roof, being noticed when it first starts raining, but going unnoticed and put out of mind after some time. This phenomenon is called habituation. You push the sensory input into the background. As Gary Holland, the tinnitus expert, describes it. For instance, if you wear clothes, and most of us do, um, if you could feel your clothes all the time, it would become a bit annoying. So the fact that your clothing is actually rubbing against your body, uh, you just don't notice. So, and, or if you have a ring on your finger or a watch on your arm, you know, you just wouldn't be aware of it. Or if you live next to a railway line, if you live next to a railway line, the noise initially is like, whoa, within a few months or even weeks, you just don't become aware of it because your brain tunes it out. And then you have a friend come around for dinner and they go, whoa, how on earth do you live here? <laughs> so this habituation thing is, is something which we do in all aspects of life. But it, it is something that we focus on with tinnitus to get people to accept that, yes, it's there. No, it's not going to kill me. It's not going to be the end of the world. So our main aim as practitioners is to really try and break that vicious circle and just give people an opportunity to, to push it into the background. And we know that this can happen. It's called habituation. It happens with all sorts of things. Tinnitus retraining therapy requires close cooperation with hearing professionals. The therapy is employed at the perceived source of the tinnitus and aims to teach the brain to ignore it. Tinnitus retraining therapy combines three significant therapeutic steps. One, extensive collection of information about the patient including patient history and daily living habits. Step two, sound therapy. The use of devices worn behind the ear that generate broadband noise. The sound therapy is aimed at weakening tinnitus-related neuronal activity. Step three, psychological therapy, teaching the patient to ignore the tinnitus noise. This is combined with deep relaxation exercises and stress management. The object is the elimination of the patient's anxiety so that the tinnitus is no longer perceived as a danger, thus diverting the concentration away from the noise. The end goal is complete habituation of the noise, and the duration of the treatment varies depending on the treatment facility involved. An alternative to TRT is tinnitus masking, the use of noise, music, or other environmental sounds to obscure or mask the tinnitus. Hearing aids can provide a partial masking effect. Other therapies are the ACT or ACT commitment therapy model and the tinnitus activities treatment and acceptance model. TRT is the most well-known and used therapy for treating tinnitus. But if you still have questions and you want to learn more, you should consult your hearing professional. In the final episode of this three-part miniseries, we put on our noise-canceling headphones and explain what's going on inside the ringing brain. Uh, we, we all know that uh, Dr. Google has a lot to answer for. And we hunt down information to unpack the mystery of tinnitus. So I think we all look for information. 
I think the problem is, and something which is quite important to realise, is that because tinnitus isn't a disease, then there isn't a cure. So you can only have a cure if you've got a disease. And, you know, so, so the fact that people will talk about the cure is really erroneous, it's not possible. Imagine a cure to make the sound of tinnitus go away. There is no cure. But thanks to Pavel Yastrobov's crazy idea, we now have therapies and devices to manage the ringing in the ear, or should we say the ringing in the brain. What we do do and what we do aim to do and what people can do, providing they put a bit of effort into it, is to be able to put the tinnitus to a point where it becomes less of a problem to put it into the background, to become much less aware of it. And once you actually reach that point, it's still there, but it's something which just doesn't affect you. The hard part is actually for people to actually realise that that's a possibility, because particularly when they have fairly severe, constant tinnitus, it tends to take over the life, uh, their lives, and, you know, and that becomes the main focus. And unfortunately, once you start focusing on something, you just go round and round in circles. 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 Just go. Thanks for listening to the second episode of this three-part miniseries dedicated to the complex nature of tinnitus. We will take apart tinnitus and piece by piece tell the story of what that ringing in the brain is. Listen up. This is a Widex original podcast. It is produced by Hear Hear Podcast Studio, edited and scripted by Anders Gulberg, sound score by Matthias Luna, speak John Churchill, that's me, special thanks to Pavel Yastrobov, Gary Holland, and all the smart people who made this podcast possible. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to them, and be kind to leave a review. And of course, enjoy the world and all the amazing sounds around you. Listen up, a Widex original podcast.